This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's going on, everybody? It's Monday, August 8th, and this is the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Nick Costco, and today we are going to preview Ohio State here in 2022 as fall camp opens. The Buckeyes are looking for a national title coming up here this coming season after falling short of a Big Ten title in 2021. So can the Buckeyes return to the college football playoff? That's the biggest question. Can they beat a team like Alabama or Georgia? That is the other biggest question. Please welcome in now Patrick Murphy of Bucknuts, our fantastic site for covering all things Ohio State on 24-7 Sports. Patrick, thanks for joining me today, man. And first of all, I have to get your first impressions as fall camp has opened up here. I mean, it just seems like there are a lot of expectations surrounding the Ohio State Buckeyes in terms of whether this team's going to win a national title or not. So first of all, your first impressions as we go into the fall camp portion now, the offseason, just a month away from the regular season. The biggest thing for me when, when we were out at practice and got to see a little bit of it was just the familiarity with with the guys. You look back to last season at this time, there were so many new faces that were stepping into big roles for Ohio State. I mean, you've got names like C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba on the offensive side, some of the offensive linemen, Travion Henderson, but especially on defense. I mean, pretty much everyone who played for the Buckeyes last year, played substantial snaps, were doing it for the first time defensively last year. And I think that showed it on top of the scheme and, and some other issues in terms of the way they played. So being out there to, to end last week, we got to see, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so, but it was it was a lot of guys who were doing it for the second time entering this camp as, as guys that played a lot of snaps. I think that's going to be something that's really going to help the Buckeyes not just defensively, but mostly on the defensive side of the ball. So that was good to see. Uh, it was also really our first chance to see some of these new defensive coaches in action. We got to see little bits of it in the spring, but obviously fall camp's a whole different animal. You've got Jim Knowles coming in as the new defensive coordinator. He's primarily working with the linebackers in terms of his position, but has his fingerprints all over the defense. Tim Walton, who comes from the NFL, working with the cornerbacks and Perry Eliano, who was at Cincinnati the last couple of years with with the safeties, but they kind of work together. So seeing how that all works together, I think that they've formed a good partnership, mixing in with Larry Johnson, who's the, the lone holdover on the defensive side of the staff, staff, and getting to kind of watch them get to work, so to speak, what was another thing that I spent a you know a good portion of our time out there doing. 
So you mentioned a couple things right there. Let's start on the offensive side of the football where seemingly everybody knows how good this offense can be under head coach Ryan Day. And that starts with quarterback C.J. Stroud. He's a Heisman contender this year, Patrick, but I'm curious to see, is he embracing these expectations going into 2022? I mean, he has a star receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigman, of course, Trevion Henderson, as you mentioned, in the backfield, in addition to just many other talented pass catchers and other guys on that offense. But starting with Stroud, is he embracing these Heisman Trophy expectations or is he blocking out that type of noise? I think he is doing a good job of embracing it while not letting it become too big of a thing. He was asked quite a bit about these expectations at, at Big Ten Media Day. And, you know, he admitted, which which he said last year before the Rose Bowl, he was disappointed that he finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting. He felt like he performed better than that. And he used that as motivation. You saw what happened in the Rose Bowl. So going to this year, I think that's still in the back of his mind. But I also think he understands that this is a new season. He's got new teammates around him. He's, he's not going to have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Some of the offensive linemen are gone. The, the tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, who doesn't catch a lot of passes, but was was a big part of their offense, is no longer there. So he's viewing at it. And Ryan Day said this on, on the first day of fall camp that this offense hasn't accomplished anything. This isn't the 2021 offense. And CJ Stroud said something similar at Big Ten Media Days. So I think he realizes that there is the potential like everyone else does, but knows that they have to go out there and prove it. They can't just do what they did last year and expect that to be good enough. And, and obviously his expectations externally have changed. Last year, as I mentioned before, he was one of those new faces. And now he's a guy that uh, has those massive expectations. So I think he's embracing it, but I think he's doing it with the right kind of head on his shoulders approach. It seemed like the offense was almost a little bit more loaded last year in terms of, you know, he had Chris Olave, Gary Wilson, both guys were first round wide receivers. And it was Stroud's only his first year under center as the star. But going into this year, he has a year of experience. He's got Smith and Jigba back who had, you know, a, a, an absolutely bonkers Rose Bowl uh, against uh, Utah just a couple months ago, or more, more than a couple months ago at this point. But Trevor Henderson's back. It's going to be his second year. These guys are all young. So, Looking at that trio, I mean, are, are we setting up for maybe an historic season between the three of them and that it could actually be better than 2021? It certainly seems that way. I mean, the expectation is always, you know, especially from a freshman year to a sophomore year or a first year as a starter to a second year, that, that you're going to take a step. And all three of those guys put up big numbers last year. You, you know, you mentioned Smith and Jigba in the Rose Bowl, but he was the Buckeyes' top pass catcher even going into that game, despite the, the other two receivers we talked about. C.J. Stroud, obviously, fourth in the Heisman voting. And, and Travion Henderson, probably the quiet quietest of those three, but still set an Ohio State record for touchdowns for a freshman, uh, put, put up a, you know well over a thousand yards rushing. So he's he's certainly uh, expected to take that next step. One thing with with Travion Henderson, he didn't play his senior year of high school, so he was coming into Ohio State having missed a year due to COVID stuff in Virginia and still put up the numbers he did. And he didn't start the first two games of the season. So yeah, I think the expectation is these guys are, are going to build off of what they did last year. Now again, you've got to prove it. You know, you, you can't just say. Because you did it last year, it's going to happen. But I think if, if there's confidence anywhere in the country that, that there's a trio that's going to be among the best in, in the nation, I think these guys certainly have the right to be in that conversation. So switching over to the defensive side of the ball for now, Jim Knowles takes over as defensive coordinator for Ohio State. I, I need your biggest impressions of Knowles as the, as the defensive coordinator going into 2022. I mean, what really sticks out about this new look Buckeyes defense? Well, for Knowles as a coach, it's it's been really interesting talking to him when we got the chance in the spring, and, and we will hear more in fall camp. He's just a different kind of guy, and you can see why players relate to him because of that. He's he's a, you know an Ivy League educated, well spoken, but 
you know, really explains the football side of things. The first time we talked to him in spring, he got up to kind of demonstrate over the the podium how things work and, and tackling and whatnot. So you can see that, that players really can gravitate towards towards someone like that. And then, yeah, the scheme is is probably the biggest thing. It's nothing groundbreaking that, that they're going to do at Ohio State. They're going to play with three safeties, you know, essentially a nickelback hybrid kind of guy. And, and uh, Tanner McAllister, who played for Knowles at Oklahoma State, transferred to Ohio State, is expected to be that guy. So that's going to be a bit different. But, you know, it's it's going to be just execution, I think, is the biggest thing. And, and he's such a detail-oriented guy. And then the adjustments in game, that's something that Ryan Day talked about at Big Ten Media Day, something he can do. And something I think that the Buckeyes really struggled with last year, Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes calling the plays, both guys that hadn't done that before. And I think getting an experienced guy like Jim Knowles, he built this kind of defensive scheme during his time at Duke and then at Oklahoma State the last four years and got Oklahoma State in a you know, offensive heavy Big 12 to be one of the top defenses in the country last year. He obviously will have more natural talent at Ohio State. And so the expectation is certainly that this defense, which struggled quite a bit last year, finished just inside the top 60 in total defense, will, will take a big jump. Ryan Day said the expectation is top 10 in the country. He kind of clarified that on the first day of spring practice saying, look, I didn't, I didn't mean that that's where we're going to be this year though he would certainly like that. But that is the expectation at Ohio State. Top 10 offense, top 10 defense is what he wants. And I think Jim Knowles is, is certainly moving them in that direction with, with how he's changing things at Ohio State. There are some bigger picture things with that top 10 comment. We'll get into those in a second. But I just wanted to talk about Ohio State defense again r- r- real quick here because they've, they've had a bevy of pass rushers in the past. You know, the, the Joey Bozas, the Nick Bozas, the Chase Youngs. They haven't really had somebody to stick out like that in over the last, what, two, three seasons, basically since Chase Young. But are there guys on that defense right now that maybe stick out like one of those three stars as a pass rusher that Jim Knowles can really rely on this year to maybe help get the Buckeyes to that top 10 total defense? Two probably biggest successors, so to speak, to to that mantle of of top defensive end for Ohio State, I would say are JT Tuomalau and Jack Sawyer. Both sophomores, both played a good amount last season. Five-star guys, two of the top defensive ends in the 2021 class. They flashed their potential quite a bit last year. We expect them to step into much bigger roles. I would not be surprised if if at least one of them is one of the starting defensive ends alongside Zach Harrison, who's a senior who, while he hasn't put up huge numbers, continues to play well, great leader out there. These are the guys in, in that mold of, of those players you mentioned. And, and in, if you go back and look at, at the Bosa's careers, uh, Chase Young's career, it was that sophomore year where they really started to break out. And then obviously all of them finished with, with well, uh, the exception being Nick Bosa, who got hurt his junior year, but all had big junior years. Uh, I think Nick Bosa was, was still the team's leading sack getter, even though he only played a couple games like halfway through the season. And these two guys have that you know ability and it'll be up to Larry Johnson, obviously, to uh, the defensive line coach to get that out of them. But from what we've seen, from what we saw from both of them in the spring, they certainly have the chance to kind of be that next in line for Ohio State at the defensive end position. We'll step aside and take a quick break. On the other side, more of the big picture stuff and whether or not Ohio State can contend for a national title. Keep it locked here listening to the College Football Daily. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So switching over to some bigger picture stuff, Patrick. Uh, Ryan Day's fascinating to me. He's one of the best coaches in college football, but he has yet to win a national title. Now, of course... Many coaches have yet to win a national title. Of course, it's been Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dabble Sweeney. That's the extent of it. Uh, that's the extent of those coaches right there. And of course, Ed, or- Ed Orsron a couple of years ago as well. But Ohio State is right in the thick of things here in 2022. They're projected to win the Big Ten. They're projected to get back to the college football playoff along with Alabama, perhaps Georgia. And then you throw in a fourth team there for that for that uh, for those semifinals later this winter. But it seems like there's an interesting expectation on Ryan Day where he has to win a national title with this type of team, this type of recruiting power he has, and this type of dominance he has in the Big Ten. But if he doesn't win one this year, is there any extra added pressure? I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I would never say that because he has been so successful as a head coach. But what would the pressure be like if he if they fall short of a national title this coming season? I think it's it's certainly mounting. Um, I think it kind of depends on on how things play out. You know, in 2019, obviously they had a, a really good team, lost in a controversial fashion to Clemson and in a very tight game would have been interesting to see that Buckeye team against that LSU team that year, if, if it had played out that way. So, you know, he's, he's been very close and if it were to end in a season like, or the end of the season were to happen in, in a way like that, where, you know, it's a really tight game. I think that's less of a pressure, but if they fail to make the playoff for some reason, obviously if, if they don't win the big 10, don't beat Michigan again. Yeah. I think the pressure is mounting on Ryan day. And, and again, like you said, not that he will be fired, but just that he knows the expectation at Ohio State, and that is to to beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, and get in the college football playoff. And when you have an offense both last year and this year, if you fail to to meet those expectations with that, and and you know whether that be the defense's fault or not, that comes back on the head coach. So I, I think Ryan is well aware of, of the standard at Ohio State and the fact that you know his his predecessors were all national champions in Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer. And, you know, while it's early in his head coaching tenure, they both won in, in their second or third year at Ohio State. So, yeah, I think he, he understands where he stands. And, uh, you know, this team is good enough to be there at the end of it all. It's a matter of, uh, you know, getting it done on the field and especially on that defensive side of the ball. So he mentioned before, I believe this was at Big Ten Media Days, how the Rose Bowl is all well and good for pretty much everyone everyone else, but not for Ohio State. So winning the Rose Bowl, which is one of the best things you could actually do in college football, that's a meh type of season for Ohio State because they fell short of a Big Ten championship last year and, and did lose to Michigan. So looking at the national title picture, of course, I mentioned before, it's Ohio State, it's Alabama, it's Georgia, and then you throw in a few other teams that might be dark horse contenders, but those seem like they're, they're going to be the top three pretty much all year long unless somebody else comes out of the woodworks. Of course, if Michigan is as good as they were last year as well, they'll be the biggest challenger to the Buckeyes in 2022. But if you had to pick one right now as we sit here in August between Alabama and Georgia, which one would you rather face if you're Ohio State at this point for potentially a national title? I think if you are Ohio State, rather in terms of being able to win, I think Georgia would be a team just because they lost so much from last year's group. They obviously won the national title. Uh, they, they're not expected to have a, a Heisman Trophy level quarterback like Alabama is. But I also think that you would, if you asked a number of the Buckeye players and coaches, they would love to go through 
Nick Saban in Alabama again, especially given the, the 2020 game, the national championship that uh, Ohio State obviously lost in, in convincing fashion. I know there's guys that, that are still on this team and, you know, guys that, that contributed in that game, coaches that felt, you know, Ohio State was a little undermanned because of COVID protocols and things like that. And they felt like they could have given Alabama at least a better shot in that game. So while I think Georgia may be, you know, we'll see how it all plays out on the field, but on paper, the, the easier team to beat in a national championship game. I think there's something about being able to say you went through Alabama, you had to you know knock the king off the hill, so to speak, even though they're not the defending national champion, that would really entice Ohio State and obviously put a big feather in the cap for Ryan Day and the staff if that's the way this was to play out this year. Patrick Murphy of Bucknuts joining me here on the College Football Daily. One more for you, and uh, I just need your prediction for this 2022 season. If you can give one right now, if you have a clear, if you, if you have a clear idea of how this Buckeye season is going to go, personally, I think this team is going to win out in the regular season and win the Big Ten title, 13 and 0, and go to the College Football Playoff. As a matter of where they go from there, it remains to be seen. But I think this team is an undefeated squad going into that semifinal game, whether the the two seed, the one seed, heck, even the three seed. We don't know how this this, this whole thing is going to play out because there's a lot of talented teams at the top of college football but where do you see this Buckeyes team ending up in 2022? I agree with you this team on paper and from what we've seen little bits we've seen so far looks too good to not be able to to handle the regular season get to to the Big Ten championship game in the college football playoff I predict that they they will go uh you know undefeated just like you said and, and obviously we'll see who they match up with in the playoff and how that goes but I think that all starts with Notre Dame. And that's obvious. It's the first game of the season, but that can set the tone for the rest of the year. If you can go out and you can handle another, what will probably be a top 10, top 15 team at home. Ohio State struggled a little bit in, in recent marquee home games. They lost to Oregon last year, or Oklahoma a few years ago. So go out and set the tone, take down Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame. And then you can kind of use that as a springboard for the rest of the season. If that game becomes a struggle, obviously, if they lose that game, I would certainly uh, reevaluate my prediction. But I think that that's the game that you've got to get. And, you know, you look at the recruiting rankings, Notre Dame's right there as well. So that game means a lot. And I think it'll set the tone for the Buckeyes this year. Patrick Murphy of Bucknuts joining me on the College Football Daily. Where can everybody find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Pat underscore Murphy. There's a lot of Pat Murphys out there, it turns out. So I had to get creative with that one. Well, you're the one and only for us here at 24-7 Sports for all the best Ohio State coverage. Be sure to follow Pat on Twitter and be sure to check out Bucknuts for all of your Ohio State football, basketball, and recruiting coverage. And it'll, 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 a little uh, wrestling coverage I'll throw your way as well. <laughs> but Bucknuts is the place to go for Ohio State coverage. Pat, appreciate the time as always. I'm sure we'll circle back as we get closer to the season. We'll see if Ohio State can actually run the table here at 2022. Patrick Murphy of Bucknuts joining me on the College Football Daily. We'll see how Ohio State ends up here in 2022. Be sure to check out the rest of our stuff on the 24-7 Sports YouTube page. Like, share, and subscribe. And of course, like, share, download wherever you get your podcasts as well for the College Football Daily and all of our other content on 24-7 Sports. I'm Nick Costco saying so long. You've been watching and listening to the College Football Daily on 24-7 Sports. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.